welcome to the 86th episode of In The Between. My name is Benny. And this is Nadia. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about a trip and outing we had last week uh, for the reopening of the Peranakan Museum in Singapore uh, last Thursday. Hmm. It's on Armenian Street and um, it's been a long time in the making, I think. Four, four years, is that correct? Yeah. yeah so it's been it's been closed for quite a while. Um so it was very exciting to go. And I really like Armenian Street because it's like a paved street, right? So you can walk on it and it feels just very old school, nostalgic. And um, you know, upon arrival, because they had transformed the street into some sort of like a party street for the reopening, it just felt very festive and yeah, really nice. So yeah. hmm. The last time that I, I mean, I pass by it quite often when I um, go to Fort Canning and uh, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite museums. It's super small, uh, small compared to the bigger muse national museums that we have. Um, it's still under the National Heritage Board. So it's still kind of um, taken care of in that way. And it used to be a school. So um, that area has a lot of, uh, one, like some of the oldest schools in Singapore that have been transformed into uh, museums and galleries. Um, and I remember going there um, when I was first like a, a part-time lecturer, for example, and the embroidery and the beading really were always very inspiring to me because the for Peranakan culture, the hand sewing like in many different households for young young girls at that time was like one of the most important skills that you learn and a lot of the embroidery there is actually done by regular people not necessarily um, people who are specifically trained for that job yeah I mean it was so nice to go in and I think we were kind of just raring to go up to the third floor because like yeah. the first floor the second floor is like okay very nice you know the history of um, Peranakas in Singapore, beautiful photos as well of, you know, just like family photos, wedding photos, studio photos on the first floor. Um, I was like, let's zoom through, but never mind. I will take time to see what's on each floor. And that was lovely to see because you you can kind of tell like, you know, the, um, the history and the culture of the Peranakas is so integral to Singapore's history. And because we went on opening night, I think there were lots of people who, um, felt this kind of kinship with what was being shown. Um, some of them even had their own photos up on the wall that day because they were like pointing things out to each other. Their and homes, yeah. Like, yeah, about how like, oh my yeah. God, is that, is that somebody, you know, isn't that like our cousin? Isn't that our auntie sort of idea? So that was lovely. And then on the second floor, there was like um, porcelain. Ceramics, um, yeah. As well as like furniture. Okay, and then let's just go to level three. So level three was all the fashion items, the jewelry, and um, like you mentioned, the embroidered pieces. And they were gorgeous examples. I think the museum has done a really good job with choosing and displaying representative pieces. What did you think about um, the third floor, Danny? Yeah, I think... I mean, in the, if you ask, for example, if you ask the older generation, the definition of Peranakan has often been thought as um, quite um, static. Like it's the Chinese who married the 
Malay in in Straits of of Malacca, and it's that specific marriage. But um, I think one of the things that the museum is also trying to highlight about living culture is that it's not so straightforward, and there has actually been so much intermarriage over generations that you have like the Chiti, uh, Pranakan, or um, the in Indonesia you've got Pranakan as well. So it's very hard to really uh, keep it uh, like a stable definition. And it's really about that openness of intermarriage and uh, cross-culture, uh, which I think was shown in the, like you said, in the specific uh, different representative pieces that they, they were trying to expand um, the audience's understanding of what Peranakan fashion uh, is uh, yeah, through like the batik and um, the sarong kebaya and the different pieces that they were showing in there. Agree. And um, yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. And also, you know, they didn't just show pieces from Singapore. Um, so I think I'll talk about three pieces. Um, one would be, of course, something that um, Emily of Emerald Hill or Ivan Hing from Wild Rice has worn as the character Emily of Emerald Hill. And this was a really beautiful piece. Um, and I like that it kind of also goes with theatre history in Singapore. Um, and also, I think there was something from a Malaysian kabaya maker as well, uh, Lim Sui Kim. And this was a really nice piece as well because it was with like the 100 boys motif. So I like that it wasn't just about, you know, like the flowers and the like nature sort of elements, but this was much more narrative. And everything that was shown was so beautiful and showed the mastery of the makers as well. So one more piece that we could talk about would be from the Indonesian designer, Didi Budajo. Um, so it's, again, you know, it's like not just Singapore, but then there's Malaysia, there's Indonesia. And Didi Budajo is a Peranakan Chinese couturier based in Indonesia. And this was a very nice um, two-piece sort of kabaya and camisole with like this poofy skirt. So not the straight skirt that we usually associate with the kabaya wearer. And I was very taken by this one piece, which was a samfu. Um, do you remember it? It was like with the... Um, yes, it was like a black and white game hand. Yeah, and this is... Um, I think this was nice because it was just kind of like showing people that because it is lived history, right? I mean, you know, the Pranakas wouldn't have worn, you know, these beautiful embroidered kabayas all the time. So it felt really representative of daily life. I very much enjoyed the addition. Yeah. Yeah. So I think another part that was cool would be like the undergarment. Um, there was one that I think caught a lot of people's attention because, you know, many people were trying to photograph it. It was this one with um gold straps so it was a cotton camisole with gold straps and yeah this was a really gorgeous example as well what pieces did did you like i mean i always love seeing the um the contrast sometimes between the lace kabaya the cotton lace kabaya which are some of my favorites and then the pattern that they choose to uh pair it with on the on the the bottom the skirt for the the sarong but um and they they often feature. I remember the last iteration of the museum. They showed um some kabayas with like prawn motifs. This time around, I didn't see that, but I saw one with like cats, for example. Um, and it's super cute. Yeah, that was very um, cute. Yeah. Yeah, 
Another thing that was quite interesting this time around is that they put a specific section for menswear. Uh, I mean, it's still pretty, I mean, they were wearing still quite Western linen suits um, as they were showing pictures and uh, some examples of these suits, but they would maybe pair it up with things uh, more from the regions, for example, like uh, a song called or whatever um, other accessories um, they chose to, to pair this East meets West um, fashion with. Yeah, that was quite interesting. So it was quite nice. Yeah, exactly. It was nice to just see, you know, um, all the different parts that come into play. And um, yeah, the motifs were really fun. I like the one also that had the birds, you know, like the the birds with the envelopes. And it was just so wonderful. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I that everything that was chosen was just, it was just done with such care. And it can really just like kind of pull you in and you know it just makes you kind of look at everything a little bit closer um i also liked how different sizes were represented i don't know if that was on purpose but you know there were um clothes that were of a much smaller size and there were mm -hmm. those like the stuff that was like you know much more of like a plus size kind of um a range and i thought that was really lovely to see as well not sure if it was yeah. just because of like the collections they came from but um, if it was a deliberate choice, then a great one. <laughs> yeah, I think what was also lovely is just seeing everyone come out and about. Um, I also noticed that there yeah. was like the kabaya maker Heathyo or like the master embroiderer um, Raymond Wong. You know, they were all kind of there, um, yeah. part of the celebration for the reopening. It was so nice to see everyone out and about. Yeah, it's a real community. And um, the museum also invited um, people from the region. So we met Toton and Hario from Toton the Label. Yeah. And they were at a party and they were really amazed that um, and very, um, they, they loved being part of uh, celebrating this cultural heritage of Peranakan. Yeah, and of course, we also met um, the, the guys behind Kabaya Societe. That was also lovely to make that connection. Um, we also met with, you know, people who have been in the fashion industry in Singapore for a long, long time, like yes. Tina Tan Liu, Darong Yang. So it was very fun to have all these conversations with people that, you know, we have mostly been kind of just having mini conversations online with and then to see them in the flesh and to be able to just speak and enjoy this wonderful new display at the Pranaka Museum was um yeah awesome and yeah. I think for us we went back again right because yeah, over the weekend they had a party and yeah and it was um amazing how like they got all of these um carts well not really carts but like stalls you know selling Pranaka food as well so it was it was good to have all of these things happen. And one last thing, which is that we think that, okay, I'm going to try to show this. I don't think I can because I'm blurred. But anyway, um, what I'm trying to hold up is the um, activity trail for children. And I think we have been consistently impressed by the Asian Civilizations Museum team, which has been coming up with like wonderful activity trails for children. And yeah. uh, I learned that Pranaka Museum is part of uh, the ACM. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is a really good one. And what we particularly like about it is that it is actually fun and followable for children. Um, it's not always the case for museum activity books. So kudos to the team um, for making yet another fun and informative 
um, activity trail. Yeah. Yeah. So go check out the Peranakan Museum if you are visiting or if you're in Singapore. And we hope you'll find some of your favorite pieces like we have as well. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye.